welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. My email is ACIMDWLFRP. That's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave a voice message and while you're there if you'd like you can make a donation to support this podcast and I'd really appreciate that now let's get started with today's lesson good morning today is lesson 181 I trust my brothers who are one with me. Before we get into that, we're going to begin by reading the introduction to lessons 181 to 200. This is a new section of the workbook and it has a specific point to it. So let's begin with the introduction. The introduction says, our next few lessons make a special point of firming up your willingness to make your weak commitment strong. Not firming up our commitment, but firming up our willingness to make our weak commitment stronger. So it says, firming up your willingness to make your weak commitment strong, your scattered goals blend into one intent. So we don't have a strong commitment We don't even have a strong willingness to make a strong commitment because we have so many different goals in mind, different things we think we need to have or do or be. Continuing, you are not asked for total dedication all the time as yet, but you are asked to practice now in order to attain the sense of peace that such unified commitment will bestow the commitment and the scattered goals being blended into one intent will bestow a wonderful sense of peace if only intermittently continuing it is experiencing this sense of peace that makes it sure that you will give your total willingness to follow the way that the course sets forth Our lessons now are geared specifically to widening horizons and direct approaches to the special blocks that keep your vision narrow and too limited to let you see the value of our goal. Because of these blocks, our current vision is too narrow to see the value of the goal. So these lessons are geared toward broadening our vision and toward finding direct approaches to removing the blocks. Continuing, we are attempting now to lift these blocks, 
however briefly. Words alone cannot convey the sense of liberation which their lifting brings, the lifting of the blockages. But the experience of freedom and of peace that comes as you give up your tight control of what you see speaks for itself. You've heard me talk about Abraham before. Abraham says, words don't teach, life experience teaches. And when we experience that peace by practicing this, it says, your motivation will be so intensified that words become of little consequence. You will be sure of what you want and what is valueless. And so we start our journey beyond words, our journey of experience, by concentrating first on what impedes your progress still, by concentrating first on what is still in our way. Experience of what exists beyond defensiveness remains beyond achievement while it is denied. If we deny ourselves the experience of what it's like to drop our defensiveness, we will not experience that freedom and peace. It may be there, that freedom and peace, but you cannot accept its presence. So we now attempt to go past all defenses for a little while each day. No more than this is asked. No more than a little while each day, because no more than this is needed. It will be enough to guarantee that the rest will come. Now, on to the lesson, 181. I trust my brothers who are one with me. Trusting your brothers is essential to establishing and holding up your faith in your own ability to transcend doubt and lack of sure conviction in yourself. When you attack a brother, you proclaim that he is limited by what you have perceived in him. So when we attack someone, it is evidence that we are perceiving that person as defined by their physical body. Continuing, you do not look beyond his errors. Rather, they are magnified, becoming blocks to your awareness of the self, the true self, capital S, that lies beyond your own mistakes and past his seeming sins as well as yours. Perceiving others and self as nothing more than bodies is one of the blocks that the introduction is referring to. It's one of the things that are keeping our vision too narrow to be able to see the value of the goal. Continuing, perception has focus. It is this that gives consistency to what you see. Change, but this focus and what you behold will change accordingly. <clears throat> Think about what you're thinking about and make changes as needed. When we're thinking about something, it causes us to feel a certain way and to perceive people and situations in a specific way. When we shift our focus and begin to think about something else, we'll see those people and situations differently. Continuing, 
Your vision now will shift to give support to the intent which has replaced the one that you held before. Remove your focus, and I'm adding your focus that is currently on your brother's sins, and you will experience the peace that comes from faith in sinlessness. This faith, faith in sinlessness, receives its only sure support from what you see in others past their sins. For their mistakes, if focused on, are witnesses to sins in you. And you will not transcend their sight and see the sinlessness that lies beyond. So, in my life coaching training, there were 11 laws, oh, I'm sorry, seven laws of the universe. And one of them was the law of reflection. The law of reflection says that what we, in some, what we see in someone else, whether that's something that we like or something that we don't like, is a reflection of something in ourselves. So if we're seeing sin, quote-unquote sin, in someone else, it's because we see it in ourselves. Continuing. Therefore, in practicing today, we first let all such fo little focuses give way to our great need to let our sinlessness become apparent. We instruct our minds that this that it is this that we seek. We are seeking to let all little focuses on sin be changed to focusing on sinlessness. So it is this, and only this, for just a little while. We do not care about our goals and what we saw in an instant previous. And what we saw in an instant previous to the practice has no concern for us. Within this interval of time, wherein we practice changing our intent. So, we're changing our focus for just a little while. And what we were thinking a moment before we started the practice means nothing to the practice time. <clears throat> Continuing, we seek for innocence and nothing else. We seek for it with no concern, but now. So now is the only time there is. What we were thinking about a moment ago means nothing to the innocence that we're seeking now. A major hazard to success has been involvement with your past and future goals. You have been quite preoccupied with how extremely different the goals that this course is advocating are from those goals that you held before. And you have also been dismayed by the depressing and restricting thought that even if you should succeed, you will inevitably lose your way again. We spend so much time remembering our past experiences and we also tend to focus mostly on the failures of our past experience. We tend to believe that even if we make some progress in the right direction, that we will eventually, inevitably, 
fall back into old thought patterns. This is so discouraging that we can feel that it's not worth the effort. The goals that the Course is advocating are so different from our previous goals that it is quite challenging to change our focus toward the Course's goals. Continuing, how could this matter? For the past is gone. The future is but imagined. So our past failures and predictions of future failures don't matter. These concerns, continuing, these concerns are but defenses against present change of focus in perception, nothing more. So when we're focusing on our past failures and prediction of future failures, we're only using these ideas as excuses to not change our focus. We look at our past, say maybe we have a, a long history of past failures, and we can look at the past and say, yeah, well, I made a little bit of progress there, but look, I screwed up again. So we use that to be an excuse to not change our focus because yeah, I'm just going to go back to my old thought patterns anyway. Continuing. We lay these pointless limitations, these ideas of past and future failures, we lay these pointless limitations by for a little while. We just set them aside and not think about them for now. Continuing, we do not look to past beliefs and what we will believe in the future will not intrude upon us now. We enter into the time of practicing with one intent, to look upon the sinlessness within. We recognize that we have lost this goal if anger blocks our way in any form. If a brother's sins occur to us, our narrowed focus will restrict our sight and turn our eyes upon our own mistakes, which we will magnify and call our quote-unquote sins. So for a little while, without regard to past or future, should such blocks arise, we will transcend them with instructions to our minds to change their focus, as we say. It is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. So, as we enter into this time of practice, our intent is to look upon the sinlessness within us, within each one of us, and to recognize that we are, as God created us, perfect, holy, and sinless. When our mind wanders or something comes into our mind about something that someone did to us that upsets us in any way, the presence of that thought will cause us to think of our own faults and sins. So when we notice that this has happened, we can refocus our mind by saying, it is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. So we're just meditating on our own sinlessness. And when these thoughts or ideas come in or our mind wanders, we bring it back 
It is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. Continuing, we will also use this thought to keep us safe throughout the day. We do not seek for long-range goals. As each obstruction seems to block the vision of our sinlessness, we seek but for surcease, to pause for an instant from the misery that the focus upon sin will bring. And if that focus remains uncorrected, that misery will remain. Nor do we ask for fantasies, for what we seek to look upon really is there. And as our focus goes beyond mistakes, we will behold a holy, completely sinless world. When seeing, when seeing this is all that we want to see, when, we, when this is all we seek for in the name of true perception, then are the eyes of Christ inevitably ours. And the love he feels for us becomes our own as well. This will become the only thing we see reflected in the world and in ourselves. The world which once proclaimed our sins becomes the proof that we are sinless. And our love for everyone we look upon attests to our remembrance of the Holy Self, capital S, which knows no sin and never could conceive of anything without its sinlessness. Could never conceive of anything that is sinful, anything without its sinlessness. We seek for this remembrance as we turn our minds to practicing today. We look neither ahead nor backwards. We look straight into the present and we give our trust to the experience that we ask for now. Our sinlessness is but the will of God. This instant is our willing one with His. This instant, as we're looking straight into the present at our own perfect sinlessness, in that instant, our will is one with God's. for at least five minutes this morning and five minutes this evening, preferably longer. And at the top of the hour throughout the day, pause for a moment or two and look straight into the present moment and see your own sinlessness. See yourself the way that God sees you and that your true self knows you to be. And when your mind wanders, bring it back by saying, it is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. Today, I wish you a day of awareness of your own perfect sinlessness and trust of your brothers who are one with you. Many blessings. Namaste.